You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Lambs Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Radke, and I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, we haven't traded you for Aaron Gordon yet. Congratulations. Not yet, although I see on Twitter, the people still would rather have John Collins than have you back. I, that's um, fair, though. Like Kyle I, did a poll if the Timberwolves should trade for Aaron Gordon, trade for John Collins, or bring Kyle Radke back. John Collins narrowly beating out Kyle Radke. Kyle hand pretty pretty handily taking care of Aaron Gordon. Though, mm-hmm. so. Not a surprise. Not a surprise in the Radke household. Um, yeah, I mean the thing is like, would you like him? The, the question is like, would you like a measly Kyle Radke? Like, yeah, I'm. Not, I, you know, I'm not ashamed of the work I did with the team. I'm very proud of it. To be to be honest, but um, is that worth a 19 and 10 every single night? No. Now is would it worth the propaganda that you could produce? help ease the pain though more than John Collins could help improve the wolves. I well okay so you might be on something. Um do the wolves get more uh page views with Kyle Radke? The answer is yes. Um I have information to back that up. Uh or do they get more wins with John Collins? I'm going to say more page views. But is the page view to win correlation in terms well, of value one to one? I think we found because out, you could get think, thousands and thousands of page views. John Collins would never well, help the I Wolves think, win a thousand. I think we games. found out last June that I don't think the Timberwolves care too much about page views. <laughs> That's true. They seem to care more about wins. Although, <laughs> although, do you think do you think right now they have more page views or more wins? I, th- I bet they're pretty even this season. <laughs> but they're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, hopefully everybody's doing well there. Um, yeah, so we'll get into some trade talk. This is, uh, I think the trade deadline is the 22nd, 23rd. Um, Take your I was, word for it. I was just writing an, an article um, about it, but uh, it's coming up. It's in like 10, 10 days or a week or something like that. Um, but we'll have a few more podcasts before then. Um, but before we do that, um, let's check in, check in on my dear friend, Anthony Edwards, who I've, I've never said anything bad about him. I never said the Wolves should have taken the mellow ball over him. Um, over the last seven games, Anthony Edwards is averaging 24.6 rebounds, um, two steals per game. Uh, his shooting percentages aren't wild, 41% from the field and 31% from the three-point line. But uh, he's coming off a 34-point eruption against the Blazers and a win. The Wolves are winners of two of their last three games. Um And, uh, you know, eggs in my face because I made jokes about how Everybody was like, well, wait till Chris Finch has the all-star break. And like, that's like the most Timberwolvesy thing to say ever. Um, but 
three games after, like we should have waited until Chris Finch had the All Star break. I guess, yeah, right? Know? I don't know. It's great. I mean, it's awesome. The Wolves and Wolves fans, especially uh, as well as the Timberwolves themselves, need something to be happy about. And Edwards looks great. I'm sure there will be time for this to all blow up in our faces, but for now, be happy. You know, yeah, you can. You have an opportunity here to enjoy yourself. Edwards is just fun. We've been talking about it all year, how fun he is. And it's really nice that his leadership, even as a teenager, and his love for basketball, TBT to when that was for some reason in question. Yeah, um, I've been dumb. <laughs> like it's, dude, it's like the draft storylines all the time. I know. I mean, you've got to find something to you got to find something to nitpick if you were talking about the draft. But no, I mean it's awesome. It's it's great that his play is starting to come around to match the size of his personality because he's the kind of guy that can really be impactful for a small market team just in terms of his personality and his magnetism. And then if you throw in the way he's been performing, got to be pretty thrilled. Yeah. And I think you, you, you texted me this earlier today and just said like how huge it is for the team. And um, I, like we have the unique uh, angle of working for the team um, and like, just having a marketable player is so huge uh, on and off the court because generally that player is marketable because they're good and they have like a little bit of that swag that fans like. And um, I think like we saw that when D'Angelo Russell came to town, Mm -hmm. Um, like Zach Levine was super marketable, but this team without Russell on it right now, and um, it's nothing against towns and it it might be even like more of a big man thing. Like normally big man just don't seem to be that marketable. Like Embiid and Shaq are probably like the um, exceptions, exceptions to that rule. But like generally it's like, you know, a big man, they just don't get the same love as a lot of the wings. And and maybe that has to do with just how much the game has changed. But um, like Carl's never been like a super marketable guy. Um, and, And he's, you know, a top 20 player. And then you have Edwards and it just seems like, this kid, and I can't wait to see what he develops into because uh, he already has the confidence. He's super funny. Um, th- I think there was a quote I saw that uh, when he he hurt his ribs, it looked like in the game against the Blazers, and he said to Cat when he came out, he said, "Just hold down the fort for me until I get keep back." Keep us in it, yeah. Keep yeah. us in it, no. and it's like <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> what? It's like that's your twenty-year-old rookie telling your you know yeah. five-year center star to, Hey, just do your job or like do the bare minimum. And then I'll come back and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll I'll get us to win. And it's like, and then he did it. And it's like, what? Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's just, if you look at the, I mean, Anthony Edwards has fans in the NBA Lillard. I know had some really nice things to say about him. He gave him that signed Jersey, uh, like shouted about on Twitter, even after Anthony Edwards kind of beat, you know, roasted him. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Wade has said that Anthony Edwards looks great. I mean, it's like these people know the game. These people don't just throw out these types of compliments. So, I mean, if you just got to be really encouraged by that. And it's just a breath of fresh air. And I'm not enough of a basketball X's and O's guy to completely understand what if Chris Finch has made substantive changes to the way the Wolves run their offense and defense. Um, I can say that it seems that a change was the right move. I mean, we could still debate how all that went down. All of that criticism still absolutely yep. stands. I agree. Um, but I mean, it's, it's nice. It's nice to see the walls winning. I know that there's maybe an argument that they shouldn't be winning, but really all that matters is you're standing. They're not like in danger of falling out of, you know, contention for a, for a 
top uh, draft pick. I'm sure that the Lakers will, you know. Yeah, Lakers and then <laughs> teams against the Suns and Phoenix. Exactly. Probably. I'm sure that the, the Wolves will not continue winning. Um, but it's nice. I think that winning is really important. I, it sounds kind of corny, but you don't want your young guys, like somebody like Edwards, you don't want all that good energy that he's putting out to never be repaid. You know, you want him to experience how like doing this can lead to victory. No, I, yeah, I, 100%. And that's, it, it's so good to see. And I, like, you know, if you're the Wolves and you, you know, you can rattle off, if you win 10 out of the 30 games or 35 games, which doesn't sound like much, um, you know, even like 12, I guess, like, are you, endangering your place in the standings a little bit sure i guess um and obviously like we'll we'll go into that trade later but uh you know nothing is super like black and white either where it's like well if they do this and they ended up with the fifth pick in the draft and that goes to golden state it's like well that just meant the team was going in the right direction i mean well you know and you have have yet to see what happens with that with a healthy russell and a healthy beasley um and i think to be honest if I, i think a healthy Beasley helps the team. I think with a healthy Russell, I'm not going to say it hurts the team, but I think that you have some decisions to make um, and probably some difficult conversations on who's taking certain shots. Cause I don't think Anthony Edwards gets that opportunity that he, that he had against Portland in the last few games. If Russell's in the lineup, Beasley's different because Beasley's just a spot up shooter. Um, he can do a lot more than that, but you know, when he's, if you know, when, when he rattles off 21 points, it's because he was seven for 10 from the three point line. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, credit to, 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 you know, where, where credit's due because whatever, whatever has happened. Um, somebody did mention though, on, on Twitter, they just said like, uh, Finch is letting Russell or, uh, um, Edwards loose. And somebody, I think they brought up the shot charts and they said, well, Saunders did too, but Edwards is just making these shots. And right. That's, I mean, I that's mean, you part expect of it too. growing pains, right? You don't expect, and you kind of mentioned his percentages earlier. Like you don't expect your rookie guard to come in and shoot an excellent percentage. I think as long as you are confident in his kind of fundamentals, then that's the kind of thing you expect to develop for years. You know, you expect maybe four years from now, Edwards is kind of reaching where he will probably live in terms of a percentage guy. So like, yeah, maybe he just is a volume scorer, but you know, there have been worse things for the wolves than having a guy who can put the ball in the basket. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and you know, we'll in a, in years from now, we'll look back and say whether or not the wolves made the right decision, picking him one. Hopefully I think Kendrick Perkins tweeted this and um, I, that's where I go for my basketball insight. Uh, hopefully it'll be one of those drafts where you just look at the top five and you go, wow. Right. Uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, maybe number three is better than number one, but everybody understands why number one went number one. Um, you know, same with, same with Wiseman. Uh, so yeah, uh, you gotta feel good if you're a Wolves fan right now. Um, I guess like all, all things considered, uh, you have Edwards, you have a young potential star. Um, everything else seems still like kind of, maybe it's a mess. Um, which brings us to the trade deadline. Uh, we talked to John, John Krasinski a few weeks back, uh, and, and he basically talked about a few players that could be on the move. Ricky Rubio, Jared Culver, Josh Kogan, I mean, all guys that are, they're not super coveted guys, uh, you know, which, which is the pro like I always think of, and the thing is you think of trades, right? Cause you look at, well, oh my gosh, we could get Aaron Gordon. Um, then you have to ask yourself, like, 
if Julian, if I was like, Hey Julian, I have this, I have this leftover Chinese food. I really want you to have it. I'd so badly. I want you to have it. Uh, just take it. You'd be like, gosh, that sounds fine. But why does Kyle want to give me his leftover Chinese food so badly? And you could say, well, maybe he's just full. That makes sense. Then that's okay. Uh, maybe it gives him uh, a stomach ache. Well, okay. You know, he's in the hours countless, you know, for forever. Maybe it just tastes really bad. Maybe it's old. There's all these other questions you have to ask. Um, so when you look at guys like Aaron Gordon and John Collins, it's, yeah, you can get really excited about getting them on your team. But then you also have to ask, why are the other teams so eager to try to move on to them? Uh, from them. And I think like, I think both of us probably agree that Collins is the better player. Uh, I, you don't agree. You do. No, I, I gave a look. I, I think Collins is a better player rather than Wolves trade for Aaron Gordon. Okay. Can you explain that please? I just think that if you think about the prices that they will probably fetch, I would rather see the Wolves give up what it takes to get Aaron Gordon than what it takes to get John Collins. And I'm also mm-hmm. a little concerned about John Collins fit next to cat. Yeah, I, I I think uh well let's break down both of them because I think the report was uh came from Bleacher Report that said before uh sometime in February before Aaron Gordon hurt his ankle, there was a trade on the table. It involved Ricky Rubio and a future first round pick for uh Gordon. And I'm guessing the future first round pick was like it it can't be next year because the Wolves Yeah, it's probably twenty twenty three. It's like twenty twenty three lottery protected my my guess would be or like top five protected hopefully um which that's fine i guess uh i mean the thing with aaron gordon is we thought that maybe he could be a top three player on a good team and it's becoming more and more likely he's a top sixers top seven player on a good like on a good team like you don't think he's a starter on a good team yeah i mean that's what i'm like uh, yeah i mean a top five guy is in, in 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 starting i guess but like even on the Wolves, I think you look at their team and maybe I'm just like overrating these guys a little too much. But uh, like you already have Towns and um, Beasley, who I think I'd probably rather have than him. And then you can make the argument for Edwards and Russell, and that already puts him at five. Oh, for sure, rather have Russell or sorry, so, uh, Edwards. Yeah. So you, you, like I, I'm I'm just saying yeah. from team to team, like if like if Gordon went to the I don't, I guess I would have to look at rosters more, but like, he seems like the perfect, like sixth man on a championship team, like an athletic yeah, guy that. coming off the bench who can run the floor. You can guard multiple positions. Like he seems one of those guys that he was so overrated for so long that he's going to be underrated and a good team is going to acquire him. And if that's, that's if the wolves don't get him, um, it'll be a good team that acquires him, and then he'll play in the playoffs. And we're like, wait, what? Like, Aaron Gordon can do all this stuff. I completely agree. He can shoot threes. Like, like, I I really think that Aaron Gordon is now really underrated. I totally agree with you because the other team that keeps being in the mix for him is the Blazers. And so, I I mean, I follow the Blazers and the Wolves pretty closely. And imagining him as the three in in either lineup is pretty exciting. Like, if you think about, I don't know, it's like a harder fit for the Wolves. It's a harder fit for the Wolves. I guess when you play the four – with the wolves, like they, okay, so here's here's where I see him. It's kind of like he's more of a three four, right? Mm-hmm. And John Collins is more of a four five. Yeah. And so where do you like physically? Where do you put Cat on the floor if you have John Collins, like kind of trying to be in the middle? Whereas Aaron Gordon, I see he you know he can space the floor. I think he's probably a better shooter than John Collins, unless I'm just really missing. Uh, 
it looks like, I mean, I think Collins is actually a pretty decent three point shooter. Collins is shooting 37% from three on three oh, points. Damn. Okay. Never mind. Three, I totally 3.6. But I mean, you're not far off because Gordon's 36.5. Um, yeah. on four, four attempts. Um, I, I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like Gordon's not that bad of a player. Like I, I, I would be pretty excited if the wolves got Gordon. I think that he, I think that that I would do that trade that you just outlined in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, mean, I might just be I might just be missing something, but I mean, if you put Gordon, if you have like Towns, Gordon, I would say you know, that easily Edwards and well, and the D-Lo, nice thing is pretty fun. Gordon gives you some defensive flexibility. Um, so, like the thing here is if and like somebody correct me if I'm wrong. So the 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 good and like the nice thing about the Gordon trade uh, is that you can get off of Ricky's contract pretty easily. And it's almost a one for one match of Gordon's contract. Um, so that's good. But then you have to throw in like a first round pick uh, with Collins. I think he's in the last year of his rookie deal. So you just have to match that 4.3 million. So you could honestly give up like Culver uh, and then give up a future first round pick. Think, like my problem here is, well, I, so I rather the Hawks want to do that though. That, so that that's my point is the, the my first point is you're going to have to immediately sign John Collins to a big contract. And now your core is going to be uh, your core is going to be Russell towns and uh, um, Collins all to big contracts. Yeah. I mean, if and, you do that, you have to think about moving Russell, right? Because you can't not be able to sign Edwards. That would, well, I mean, Edwards is going to be like five years. Yeah, I guess that's so, pretty far. Like, you out, you don't have to worry about that. But I mean, I guess my thing is if that's your core three and like you're going all in and it's like, eee, like that's not good. But then again, I guess with Gordon, I don't know what the cap space looks like. Are you, you're probably not going to be able to sign another um, top guy. Anyways, the thing with Atlanta is their team. And we saw it because they just fired Lloyd, Lloyd Pierce, like two or three weeks ago. They're a team that clearly wants to win now. Right. Or win sooner rather than later. It's like, what the hell do they want with like a 2023 protected pick and Jarrett Culver and Josh Kogi? I mean, the thing right. is for them, it's like, the, you know, the, you'd, you'd honestly, if I'm Atlanta, you're not doing the trade unless they involve Jaden McDaniels. Um, but then you have to think again, Jaden McDaniels, I mean, I think he's good, but he's nowhere near what John Collins is and he's going to make the Hawks worse you know, for, for I'm doing that game. trade. Honestly, like, yeah, if any, okay. If any of the things that you just mentioned are actually on the table, I'm doing that trade. Like I'm like, I really like John Collins. I think he's a great player. I think he's become super underrated because Trey young won't pass in the ball. Like, yeah, it doesn't seem like, you know, just, Trey young. no, I just feel like his John Collins. It was like two years ago when he was really, really well regarded. And so I don't understand why the Hawks want him. I think the Hawks are a mess. Honestly, like I, I don't, I think we're like assuming kind of a, two reasonable actors here, but I think Hawks are a disaster of a team right now. So it's kind of like if they're, if the function of that is that the Wolves get to get John Collins for friggin' Culver and pieces and a first and a 2025 first round pick, sure. You know, like yeah. I don't know. Like and maybe, if you can make, yeah. And if you can make the cap space work where you can get him to a, like hopefully you don't have to sign him to a max because, right. Like the, well, maybe, don't, maybe his value's down so much now. Yeah, I mean, like because of this, the time to get John Collins at a discount. Yeah, well, it's not even. I, I agree, like because he's he's probably looking for a huge contract. Um, because generally, who signs these? We I think we always 
get confused because we're like, oh man, like the king side blank player to a max contract. And then we're like, maybe they'll be good there. But then you just have to realize crappy teams just sign bad players to big contracts because those right. crappy teams can't get anybody else. Um, which is kind of what we're seeing with the wolves. Like no other team would, would, was like, yeah, D'Angelo Russell's our guy, but the wolves did because they didn't have anybody else. Um, yeah. You know, that's where it's like, where would John Collins be able to get a max? Well, it's like not on a good team, but on a team that needs somebody, anybody probably be able to get one in Sacramento. Well, yeah, we, you and I, <laughs> no, you and I, I mean, <laughs> I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, the reason the Hawks want to move him is probably because of that, right? They probably just don't want to pay him. Yeah, like I think it's, they, have, they have Clint Capella. They're going to have to pay Kevin Herter. They're going to have to pay Trey Young. Like, Gallinari's probably a big, I don't know the numbers on Gallinari's contract, but it's not small. Well, that's the you thing, know? though. Like, I'm a big Kevin Herter guy, too, but it's like, yeah, you have but to this pay is the Trey, thing. You have to pay Trey. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, they, they like that. And that's the thing. Like, they got to pay Cam Reddish. They got to pay, like, they, they got all these guys coming up. Um, no, I mean, they're not going to have to, okay, I don't mean like, I'm not trying to say that DeAndre Hunter is going to get the max or whatever, but yeah. they just have a lot of guys that they're going to have to take care of if they want to commit to this young core. I don't understand why John Collins isn't up towards the top of that list, but if you're really committed to Trey Young and Trey Young like won't play with John Collins, like that sucks. But yeah, I guess you do have to move John Collins. But again, this is the type of situation that teams like the Wolves need to take advantage of in order to get good players because the Wolves have no chance of signing anybody in free agency. That's yeah. That's me. You know, that's, what it, so, that's what it comes down to. It's where you have to be creative with these trades, and um, yeah, when when it's like this guy that is gonna, this guy that like everybody knows that they want to get rid of Collins, um, and everybody knows that Gordon's available, um, and then you just kind of have to take advantage of that. This reminds me: Have we ever played NBA Two K and like have simulated a season? No, we should do that. Okay, so when I was a kid, well, when I was wait, a kid, have you asked me if I've done that or if we've done that together? If you've done that. Yes, I've done that a thousand times. I was yes. going to ask if we had done that. I, was I, was like, gonna I don't say, think so, Kyle. I was going to say, when I was, so when I was a kid, which is like a year ago, um, or like this summer, or last night. Up until um, the moment he proposed. Yeah, yeah, right. I immediately matured and got rid of all my bad habits. Um, that's not true. That is true, I think. You, you'll, I'll be reminded that's not true. Uh, <laughs> no, so like I used to uh, make these rules up where I could only draft rookies in my fantasy draft, which was so much fun because my team would be so good in like year four, but then it would suck because I had to pay like four guys all this money. And then the rest of my team was just these misfits. Um, My strategy for that was always to draft like big expiring contracts in the later later rounds. Yeah. And then you just, it's probably smart. Um, Then you just like sign every free agent because in that game, you can just sign him. You can. Yeah, just <laughs> price, just wait till their interest meter goes up higher. Um, right. But no, that's where like the teams like this actually, they where we get so excited of them because they have a young core. Uh, and then we're like, then it gets time to like pay guys. And you're like, oh, I mean, it's similar to football, right? It's like, oh my gosh, this team has a quarterback on a rookie contract. And then if you don't win the Super Bowl, and then you have, by the time that quarterback has to get paid, then you're like, shit. Like, wow, yeah. now we don't have any money for anything. Um, so that's like the devil's advocate to to doing a full rebuild and hoping that you hit on a bunch of draft picks because uh, you have to make a decision in like four years. You have to make a decision when the player's like 22 or 23 years old yeah. if you want to invest $200 million in them. And it's like, well, I, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, right. 
But I mean, you got to make those calls. And but that was so weird to me about the Hawks. Like I think the Hawks are. I don't know, Kyle. Right now, would you rather be the Wolves or the Hawks? That's actually because <laughs> I'd uh, rather be the Wolves. I know that they're like a worse a worse team right now, but I don't understand the Hawks, and it, that really concerns me. Like with the Wolves, at least it's like okay, like well, you have okay, these so guys. I mean, the Hawks are like five hundred right now. They've uh, well, I mean, we're we're recording this at a bad time, Julian, because they've just won five straight games. Okay, all right, um, fine. So I guess if if they so, make so the, it's the perfect time to blow up their team, right? Like if, this is what I'm saying. They're a mess. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, why don't don't trade John Collins, who's probably like your second or third best player? Um, no, I, I I agree with you. I would probably rather be the Hawks, and maybe I'm thinking about this too much. Maybe the, maybe it's easily the Hawks, or maybe this is a question that I don't know. Like the Wolves are the worst team in the league, so yeah, and true. and they have Carl Anthony Towns, and they haven't been able to do anything with them, and I think that. Yeah, they've won two of the last three games, and Edwards looked great. But it was two weeks ago that we were talking about all the bad moves this team has made. That's and true. yeah, so I I agree. I'm feeling more optimistic about the Wolves than I was two two or three weeks ago. But I'm I still have plenty of questions. Like until, I mean, it's easy to say, oh my gosh, the Wolves did a good job drafting this year. Um, Jaden McDaniel's nice job. Okay, you had the number one pick. Like, oh my god, what a great yeah. job you did. Like, okay, chill. Uh, like this, this getting Ricky Rubio was probably a miss, even though he has been, he's played better lately, but like, you know, we all thought that was going to be a huge win and, and it really hasn't done anything. The, yeah, the Angelo Russell that. move, I mean, maybe the jury's out, but like, I think that moves probably in, in a loss right now. And then you have like the Jarrett Culver disaster where you could have picked 10 guys after him. Um, that were better, and even if you don't trade up to get them, and you, you get somebody at eleven, Johnson, and yeah, and Dario. Dario, yeah. So uh, okay, yeah. So there's been a lot of problematic moves, but the thing that I keep coming back to with Hawks fans are going to be mad at me. I I really don't hate the Hawks this much, although even I kind of do. But there, I just don't see any kind of cohesiveness of of what they're trying to do. Like at least with the Wolves, it's like I see what they were going for with D'Lo mm-hmm. and Cat, and I think that the problems were like evaluative. The problems are that they did not properly assess players, which is a huge problem. But with the Hawks, I'm just like, what? Like, what is the goal here? Like, are you trying to win? Are you trying to save money? Are you trying to make Trey Young happy so that he doesn't want to leave as a free agent? It's just, I just, I, I don't like Trey Young either. I just think Trey. I would, I, I would way rather be building around Cat and Edwards than I would be building around Trey Young. Yeah, I, I actually think that's fair. I, but anyways, we aren't the GM of either team, so we do not have that problem. We're not. And maybe the next time we talk, which will be probably tomorrow or the next day. Oh, also, sorry, we're like two days late for this podcast. Yeah, that's my bad. I uh, uh, had a bunch of stuff come up. Yeah, all good. All good. All good in the hood. Uh, daylight savings on Sunday, just uh, like daylight savings every year, especially in the spring, not in the fall. In the fall, I feel great because you're just – you actually – like are able to sleep extra. I think that's what it is. Cause you, yeah. Um, in the spring I wake up on Sunday and I just feel like I got hit by a bus. Dude, same. And cause somebody's like, Hey, let's meet up at 9am. And then you're like, you're really, it's 8am. And why would you do that ever? Well, it's um, dark in the morning. That's the biggest yeah. problem I have. Like, I really like it when it starts to get light in the morning. So I usually try to wake up at like six 30 or seven, but then when it stays dark, it's like, yeah, no, I can't get out of bed. It sucks. Yeah. No, I'm, down with daylight savings time. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's a good pod. Um, we have guests lined up. Maybe we're going to, I want to talk some Knicks and uh, Tibbs. Um, yeah. And sure. they're, they're guys that I've, I've been on their podcast before and I want to bring them in. Uh, we were going to record tonight with them, but then, um, you know, they're, they're in New York and I, you know, it's obviously an hour ahead there. Uh, but I realized traffic so bad that even if they get off work at five, they don't really get home until like eight. Um, which, you know, that's just big city, baby. Us country boys in Minneapolis and St. Paul, we don't understand that. Um, speaking of Minneapolis and St. Paul, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, do we have any restaurants that we want to recommend? Yeah. I went to, have you been to the Nook? I, I've been years ago. Okay. So we went to the Nook last night. We got takeout. Just the best kind of like really did not make you feel good. Yeah. Um, but the really honestly, the best burgers. So good. Um, it's on Randolph and Hamlin. I don't know. They're cheese curds. I'm kind of on the fence about, but I really, I mean, my girlfriend really, really likes them. It's just, everyone has their own cheese curd preference. You what, know? what burger did you get? I got the California style, just kind of double. They do a really good Juicy Lucy, but, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I like Juicy Lucy's, but I would kind of just rather have the cheese on the outside of the burger. Yeah, I kind of. I like the novelty of it, but I like it when the cheese like falls off the burger, like melts into your fries. So there's something very kind of, I don't like the, how it like all the cheese like falls out of a juicy Lucy. The cheeseburger police are going to be at your house. No, I love cheeseburgers. They're on their way. They're on their way. No, no, no. Take, take Kyle, not me. Um, (laughs) No, I, uh, no, I, I really like the nook. I would highly recommend you go there. If you go there, get the garlic cracked pepper on the fries. It's called like garlic crack. I think that's why I said that weird. And then I was like, is it pepper or is it just garlic crack? It's garlic pepper, but it's really good. It's crack. And they have the best beer cheese. It actually tastes like beer. It doesn't just taste like orange slime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm a big nook. I think is that the, they have like the athlete based burgers, right? Yeah, they do. Yep. Yeah. And they also have bowling in the basement when you, Mm -hmm. um, once, once we can go places again. Yeah, it's I really think fun my go to there was always the Molitor, which I think yeah, is like that's a, a good pepper, pepper jack. Pepper jack. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, uh, go check them out. Tell them the uh, 10,000 layups podcast sent you. Uh, they will, again, they'll be confused. Uh, tell them, no, force them to name a burger after us. Otherwise, Ooh. Uh, what, otherwise what, would, we, what would your what would your burger be called? The Racky. Uh, I don't know. Uh, mine would be called give me the cheese, please. And it would be an X. It would be a juicy Lucy with cheese inside and cheese on top. Awesome. Yeah. What would yours be? I don't know. I'll have to think about that. I put you on the spot. It's not, you don't get to put me on the spot. (laughs) The cheese Um, burger, Kyle's, Kyle's favorite. Yeah. That would be good too. No, I Um, think that'd be gross. Anyways. People are annoyed with us. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll talk to you, Julian. I'll probably talk to you tomorrow or later tonight. Uh, everybody else, we'll talk to you later this week. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Feels right.